I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, y'all. Eve's here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Eve's. And welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was May 13, 1985. The only aerial bombing committed by police in the United States took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The bombing was a response to years of escalating conflict between police and MOVE, a radical Black liberation group. It ended in the death of 11 people and the destruction of dozens of houses. MOVE was founded in 1972 by John Africa, born Vincent Lepart. The early 1970s was a turbulent time in American race relations, as Black power groups organized to demand rights and protested the social ills of contemporary society. On top of that, opposition to the protracted Vietnam War was causing a lot of political strife. After John Africa served in the Korean War, he became dissatisfied with life in America. John Africa and MOVE advocated for Black nationalism and anarcho-primitivism. They wanted to return to a hunter-gatherer society without modern technology and medicine. They also supported animal rights as they believed that all living beings should be treated ethically. Members of MOVE changed their last name to Africa in recognition of their homeland. And the organization was not quiet about its socio-political aims. MOVE members lived communally, mainly in West Philadelphia. 
a big part of MOVE philosophy detailed in the 300-page manifesto known as the teaching of John Africa is self-reliance. That means that MOVE members ate raw food, composted, and scavenged. Even when in the city, they lived a life close to nature. But their neighbors took issue with their ways of life and how loud their public demonstrations for racial justice and animal rights were. In 1977, people complained about the way MOVE members lived and how loud their protests were. Their neighbors said they had too many animals on their property, were violating weapons codes, were keeping filthy conditions, and refusing to pay utility bills. So the police got a court order that required the group to vacate their compound in Powhatan Village at 307 to 309 North 33rd Street. MOVE agreed to leave the location and give up their weapons if members who were arrested during demonstrations were released from jail. Though police agreed, MOVE did not leave the property. The next year, that conflict took a turn for the worst. On August 8, 1978, police showed up at the compound to execute the court order. That turned into a standoff where five firefighters, seven police officers, three MOVE members, and three bystanders were hurt. Police officer James J. Ramp was shot in the back of his neck and died during the firefight. Though there was back and forth over whether the fatal gunshot could have come from a MOVE weapon, nine MOVE members, dubbed the MOVE Nine, were arrested and convicted of third-degree murder. MOVE transferred to 6221 Osage Avenue, still in West Philadelphia. They put bunkers in the house and on the roof, and they blasted their message from a bullhorn day and night. Neighbors again complained about the cleanliness of the house and excessive animals, and said that MOVE members were committing verbal and physical assaults. So on May 13, 1985, Mayor of Philadelphia W. Wilson Good sent police to the home to execute warrants for the arrest of all the people who lived at the compound. But when police arrived at the house, MOVE members did not respond to their demands to let them enter the home or to let children inside leave. Police Commissioner Gregor Sambor said over a loudspeaker, attention MOVE, this is America, and began attacking MOVE. Police used fire hoses on the house, fumigated the house with tear gas, then began shooting thousands of rounds into the compound. A Pennsylvania State Police helicopter dropped C4 explosives onto the house, which caused a fire that was further fueled by gasoline in the house. Because the firefight ensued, police let the fire spread rather than send in firefighters. The fire destroyed more than 60 homes, and six adults and five children inside the home were killed. John Africa was one of the people who died in the incident. The only MOVE members to survive the attack were Ramona Africa and Birdie Africa. The incident was covered live on television. Philadelphia had become the, quote, city that bombed itself. Mayor Good enlisted a commission to investigate the bombing in 1986. The commission's March 6, 1986 report said that negotiations were haphazard. The mayor's failure to put an end to the operation was, quote, grossly negligent and dropping the bomb was, quote, unconscionable. The commission declared that the police would not have used the same violent tactics in a white neighborhood. But even though the commission called for a grand jury investigation, there were no prosecutions, and Good was reelected in 1987. Ramona Africa was convicted on riot charges and spent seven years in prison. 
She and the family members of two relatives who were killed in the attack won $1.5 million in a civil suit judgment. The federal jury also found that officials authorized excessive use of force and violated Fourth Amendment rights. Birdie Africa, who was just 13 at the time of the bombing, went back to using the name Michael Ward and was placed in his father's custody. Cobbs Creek, the neighborhood where the compound was located, never completely recovered. The homes built to replace those destroyed were shoddily constructed, and when the city bought the homes in the early 2000s, residents left in droves. In 2018, newly rehabbed homes in the neighborhood were ready for sale, though neighbors were worried about the high prices driving them out. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hello, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast that brings you a slice of history every day. The day was May 13, 1861. Australian amateur astronomer John Tebbit observed the Great Comet of 1861. The comet was visible to the naked eye for about three months, and it was visible through telescopes until 1862. John Tebbit was born in Windsor, New South Wales, and his father was a farmer. 
He developed an interest in astronomy early on, thanks to conversations with his tutor Edward Quaife and articles that he read by astronomer John Russell Hind. In 1853, Tebbit bought a marine sextant. He also had a clock with a seconds pendulum that he regulated by making celestial observations, and he had a small telescope. Over the next few years, he acquired more instruments. His first astronomical publication was in the Sydney Morning Herald in 1854. When comets appeared, Tebbit would calculate their orbit. A comet is an icy body in space that releases gas as it passes near the sun. In 1858, he observed Donati's comet in the Australian sky. Tebbit also observed phenomena like meteors, planets, and variable stars. Between 1854 and 1862, he published 34 pieces in the Herald. In 1860, the government astronomer William Scott invited Tebbit to work at the Sydney Observatory, but Tebbit turned down the request. On May 13, 1861, Tebbit was searching the skies for comets. Through his marine telescope, he saw a nebulous object near a star in the constellation Eridanus. He decided to keep observing the object. Tebbit sent a letter to the Sydney Morning Herald announcing his discovery of the Great Comet of 1861, and it was published in the paper on May 25th, his 27th birthday. In it, he said the following: While engaged in examining the heavens with a small telescope on the evening of Monday, the 13th instant. A nebulous star of about the fifth magnitude in the constellation Eridanus attracted my attention. It was then distant a few minutes of a degree from 1316 of Lacaille's catalogue, a star of the sixth magnitude. Finding there was no nebulous star in the catalogue in the same position, I immediately conjectured it must be a comet. He went on to say that he realized the comet had moved half a degree, and that he had told William Scott about his observation. The announcement incited a considerable amount of public excitement and responses. Tebbit continued making observations on the comet for weeks. The comet became visible in the northern hemisphere in late June. Earth passed through the comet's tail, causing meteor showers. It remained visible to the eye for around three months, but it stayed visible through a telescope for several more months. The comet is formally designated C1861J1 and 1861 2. The term "Great Comet" isn't an official designation, but it typically describes a comet that is extremely bright, as most comets are not visible to the naked eye, and even when they are, they're often fuzzy and faint. Tebbit built his own small observatory and continued to publish his observations. The Great Comet is expected to return in the 23rd century. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully, you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any suggestions for shows, feel free to send them to us on social media. We're at T D I H C Podcast. You can also send us a note via email at thisday at iheartmedia dot com. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 